Welcome to the Ron Huntley Leadership Podcast, helping leaders be a positive catalyst on the people they support, the organizations they serve, and the communities they live. This podcast will make you think, laugh, and grit your teeth with new determination to make your parish or business a place of transformation, passion, and purpose. If you're still breathing, you are powered for impact. I'm Ron Huntley, your host. In my previous work, I had a chance to collaborate with the Diocese of Chicago where I became friends with a diocesan team member, Marco Orpeza, a former business consultant whose role transformed his life as he drew closer to Jesus. Enjoy this conversation. Lift off and the clock has started. For many of you, you'll be aware that uh, We've done some work with Chicago. Chicago has been going through a major transformation under their leadership with their entire team, and it's been an all-encompassing endeavor. And in my work with Chicago, I got to meet Marco Oropesa. You did it, Ron. You did, <laughs> I did it. it. You did it. <laughs> and we've become great friends, and it's been fun to watch him grow and have an impact through the work that he's doing with the diocese. Welcome to the show, Marco. Thanks, Ron. So glad that I could be part of this. Thanks for the invitation. You are most welcome. Why don't you share for our listeners, like kind of what types of things were you doing previous to coming for the di- to, to work for the diocese and, and even maybe how that came about? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so in, in full transparency, I never thought that I'd be working for the church. Probably the same kind of thing that you would say, Ron. Uh, you know, my background is in, in business and administration. I went to the University of Michigan. I got an undergrad uh, business degree there and went straight into management consulting. Worked for a firm called Boston Consulting Group for a number of years. I took a year to go to uh, Kellogg uh, for MBA and went back to BCG for a couple more years. And so I was very much in the strategy consulting, management consulting side of the house, uh, jet setting around the world, working in a bunch of different industries. And really, uh, you know, on fire for the idea of of business and 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 commerce um, and all that stuff. So, um, at some point, uh, you know, in my later years there, I started having a sense that uh, the fit maybe wasn't what I was really meant to do long term. I mean, I love the work, love the place, love the people, but there was a little bit of like a I don't know, like a little voice inside my head just telling me, okay, something's not quite right. And I remember uh, one day sitting in Mass, and uh, the gospel was uh, from the book of Matthew when Jesus walks on water, and he invites Peter to get out of the boat and walk with him. And uh, Peter does for one or two steps and then falls and drowns, starts drowning. Jesus pulls him out of the water and says, You little faith, why did you doubt? And that just happens to be my favorite gospel passage. And at that moment in time, I was already starting to struggle and wrestle with if I wanted to keep going and consulting or not. And through the homily and, and, and that moment, I craziest thing is I felt the Lord telling me to get out of the boat. Um, and a couple of weeks later, after really wrestling with that and trying to figure out what would that mean to leave a job, the only job I've ever known, to leave the only thing I've ever known, and to take out a step in faith. Um, was kind of crazy. And I did decide to do that. Um, when I was looking for things, I was going to go do, you know, maybe something with a smaller company or something in higher equity or venture capital. 
But at one point I met uh, Father Peter Wojcik, who's my boss, who I believe you know is well run. And through that conversation, uh, we kind of came to this recognition that there may be something for me to do at the church. Um, we had no idea what that would be. He told me about Renew My Church and, and the work that he was leading around pastoral renewal. And when I thought I was going to go for a 30-minute coffee, it ended up being three hours just talking about faith, the church, uh, our current situation, what could be. And I left that just feeling this overwhelming sense of the Lord saying, this is what I've been preparing you for for this moment. I want you to come and, and be a part of it. Um, and so I, you know, it's a, a crazy journey. Um, so many things just happen by happenstance for, for those connections and those meetings to, uh, to happen. But I really do feel the Lord called, I answered, and uh, here I am, a part of an amazing team, part of an amazing experience, um, and just get to be a part of the work of renewal in the church in Chicago, but also in the church across the world. I agree because I know that your your influence in Chicago, the influence of your team is beyond Chicago. A lot of people have been watching you guys take on this very ambitious transformation and knowing it's not easy for any of us, but the courage that you guys take. And I also must say, I've always enjoyed the relationship I see between you and Father Peter. You guys work so well together. I, I absolutely love yeah, being in your guys' yeah. presence. Yeah. There's we, a healthy trust there and yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, we definitely have a lot of fun. And he's just, you know, he's, he's an amazing leader, um, just has an incredible vision. And, um, you know, there's just so many people in the archdiocese, you know, from the cardinal to the, to the bishops, um, our, our, our CEO, you know, so many people that are just so uh, bought into this idea of renewal and want to see it happen. Um, mm. And it's honestly just, a blessing. I, I sometimes, you know, you wake up and you know, working for the church isn't always easy um, because there's just always problems and challenges and things to solve. But I, I really can rest with the fact that everybody wants to see this work and everybody's going to do whatever it takes uh, to see this work and just um, truly a, a blessing to be a part of it. That is fun to to be able to help form a culture where that's the case is really exciting and that in and of itself for a chancellery is a transformation because not mm -hmm. all chancelleries are functioning from that capacity and that takes time to evolve that type of a culture and attitude and perspective mm -hmm. of the type of work that we do so i love that so give me a little bit uh, so coming out of business and using all those gifts and skills and laying those at the feet of the church to use that to to figure out well how can i contribute how can i mm -hmm. get involved how would you say you've grown personally and professionally and, and what have been some of the influences? Yeah. I, I mean, I think obviously on a professional level, uh, being able to adapt many of the skills and experiences that I had around, you know, building strategies for growth or running, you know, transformation programs or, you know, working with clients and implementing, you know, different types of things, all of that, the problem solving, the solution design, the implementation, has poured it over, right? And so we spent quite a bit of time developing a strategy, communicating that strategy, getting buy-in, helping people to experience things. Uh, it's a lot of change management. And so a lot of the things that I learned was able to, to, to bring here, but to adapt it and, and apply it in a different context um, and in many different cultural contexts as well. And so it's been great just to see some of those skills grow and to also just see our team grow and to be able to pass along um, and learn from them, right? So there's a lot of pastoral expertise in here. 
I bring, you know, different type of skills on the organizational business side. And so that, that, that marriage is, is really beautiful and powerful. Um, and I think on a, on a personal level, and, and this is something maybe I'm realizing a little bit more as I keep working at the church, is for a long time, I thought that God had called me here because of something that I brought. You know, maybe that was a very, you know, self, self-focused kind of way of thinking about it, thinking I'm well, this great, great person, you know, I'm, I'm really not. But for a long time, I thought that there was a set of things that I was bringing. But then through experiences, and a lot of it came through an experience of Alpha and just prayer and so much other stuff, I've kind of recognized that the Lord called me here because he wants me to draw closer to him. And so the work that God is trying to do through me is very important. But the work that he's trying to do in me is so much more important. And so my faith has grown exponentially by being, you know, a part of this team and part of working for the church. My desire to share my faith has exploded. Uh, My ability to share my faith, to speak to others, to um, go deeper in conversations, to go deeper in prayer, to, you know, to experience the sacraments. It's all hit a new dimension. I think a lot of it has just been the recognition that renewal is about me going deeper first. Then I can go and do other things. But if I'm not going deeper constantly, forget about it. Um, so my, you know, my faith, my life, my everything has been transformed um, just because of a deepening of an encounter with the Lord and a deepening appreciation for the church as well. Wow. That is, you know, the tagline on my website, as soon as you go to the front page, it says renewal starts within, Yeah, you know, and that's so cool because if anybody, you know, you take a look at your education, the schools you were at, the organization you worked for, like, you know, like I think St. Paul says in one of the scriptures, if anybody could boast, it could, it would be me. And he lists all the things that he's really good at. And he basically says, all that's for not, mm-hmm. you know, all that's for not because of what Jesus has done for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I'm hearing you say is I, and I just love that awareness. Yeah. And, and, and Ron, if I, I mean, I think that's the biggest blessing, you know, and I think how, you know, Renew My Church and all of this renewal has impacted me is before I, I came into contact with all of this, the dutiful Catholic, lifelong Catholic, but I really felt that I was a, you know, becoming a check the box, right? Show up on Sunday, sign up for a committee, do things. But it felt like there was this dimension or depth that was kind of missing. Um, Like I was doing a lot of things, but it really didn't feel like I was uh, really growing in my faith, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, And so this all renewal has just opened up my eyes to what is possible, right? This this idea of a deeper encounter um, individually, communally. with the Lord um, has been transformational. Um, and the desire, you know, to, to, to share that with others, not something I ever did. Um, I was very confrontational about my faith back in the day, uh, very confrontational or just uh, would ignore it. But now I want to talk about it. I want to have conversations with people about it. And it actually works. Like people actually are intrigued by it. So I don't know what, what, what I thought before. I, I think honestly, I was just afraid or scared. Um, but the Lord has put, you know, a new heart in me. Um, and I think a lot of it just has to do being involved in the work of renewal and, and being invited into yeah. many of the experiences. 
Well, one of the things, uh, there's a couple of things that come to mind. One of the things is you're not just helping other people change their behaviors. You're actually engaged in the very thing that you're inviting others to. And so that's a big difference. You know, you're not taking, you know, I'm the expert. I'm going to apply these skills and you're going to do these things and life will be okay. That's not what you're doing. You're like going all in Mm -hmm. on the very things you're inviting other people to do. And that's leading by example, like, which I love. And I remember talking to you at one point. A long like time two years ago. ago. Yeah, I was like in Phoenix I, in the Alpha Conference, I want to say like 2018. Three years ago, however long ago that was. <laughs> I love that you remember it so specifically. That's so cool. Yep. And I remember thinking at one point, I can't wait. And I want to hear the story. I don't know the answer to it. And I don't know if it's even happened yet, but I'm going to ask you the question. I remember saying to you, I can't wait mm-hmm. until you're able to bring mm-hmm. somebody to faith mm-hmm. because it happened to that point, like me, it had never happened before. Mm-hmm. Has that happened? I think it's, it's not just somebody. I think it's somebody's. Um, I think over the last uh, year and a half, uh, I, I really took that, that, that conversation that we had, right. We were, I believe just talking about, I think your new book, right. Unlocking the parish. And I read it and I thought, wow, I, I really wish I could be doing this. Right. So we were still early in the journey and there were, you know, a little bit about the work that we're doing is we're working with parishes, kind of implement the process of renewal. It takes time. So you got to do preparation, form teams, then start launching entry points and many other things after that. And I remember, you know, hearing about Alpha and experiencing it as a guest. And it was, you know, really transformational and, and changed my faith and my life in many ways. And I kept thinking, wow, I wish that I could do this somewhere. I wish there was a parish nearby or, or something that I could do, but either, we just weren't there. And I longed for that. Um, and about a year and a half ago, uh, we started this, this ministry as part of the work renewal. And uh, we started running Alpha just because we wanted to run it so that we know what it's like. And then COVID hit uh, about two weeks in. And we thought, well, all right, we'll just mail it in our four groups. We'll come back in two weeks and we'll just pick it up. But when COVID's over in two weeks, when COVID's over in two weeks, which I think <laughs> everybody thought, right? And uh, something happened in those 24 hours. We said, you know what? We're going to go online. And I think we were, you know, as a as a as an organization as your choice, I think we were one of the first people in the U.S. to go online, and definitely one of the first Catholic organizations to really go online. And so we went online, Alpha. Um, it was amazing, um, and it was so good for the first two weeks that we got to launch more. And so what we did is we launched uh, two, two, another alpha and then another alpha. So I was at one point running three alphas, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, um, maybe like two or three weeks apart. Uh, I had a baby in the middle of all of that, which was you know, a totally different story. But it was amazing what was happening. And the amazing thing that we also did is it was working so well in this, you know, this little ministry we're doing that we actually decided to make sure all of the parishes that were running Alpha in person quickly went online. And so as an archdiocese, we actually developed kind of like the platform, if you will, to run online. And we had thousands of people from all over Chicago, all over the state, country, world, be able to experience that. Um, and it was great. Um, and I think today I've probably run, I want to say seven or eight online alphas. And um, it's been amazing. I've been able to invite friends and family from all over the country, 
that I would not be able to extend that invitation to, right? And so friends that I've known for a long time that I've had conversations about faith, but have never been able to really unpack with them, to be able to pray for them, to be able to have conversations about faith and to wrestle with that together. Um, it was amazing. And if it hadn't been for just the, the, the leap of faith to try to do the ministry online, it wouldn't have happened. And so it was, a, it was a great opportunity, a huge blessing in, in the midst of, you know, the challenges in the last year, just to be able to, to extend an invitation to someone and say, I'd love to spend 11 weeks on Zoom. What else are we going to do? <laughs> it was a very easy sell. Um, and it really was, it was a lot of fun. And I just saw just so many lives transformed. So many people just experienced the love of God uh, for the first time or in a new way, experienced the power of prayer. Um, it was amazing. Um, someone that said, it's like the Holy Spirit invented Zoom. Uh, and I kind of, <laughs> I kind of do believe that in some way. <laughs> we'll have to look and check the copyright and see if his name's in there somewhere. <laughs> just in case I did buy a sure stock, just, just in the event that it's true. So. <laughs> Still a businessman at heart. I love it. Hey, listen, one of the things I'm hearing as you share that story is God gave you a heart for what he had prepared for you. Mm-hmm. God gave you a heart for what he had prepared for you. Cause what I'm hearing is, you know, even back in that time when there's that stirring in your heart during your very, you know, your successful progressing career, it sounded like God put a stirring in your heart and, mm-hmm. and you heard it. What did you hear it through? You heard it through scripture at mass, like God speaking to you through his holy word. And then that grew from, it's almost like he began to change your heart mm-hmm. for the very thing that he was preparing you for. And I think that is amazing. I think it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And, and, you know, and if I think about um, just my life in general, I mean, we moved a lot growing up. There was a lot of uh, uh, change and a lot of, uh, you know, uncertainty growing up in different countries and mm. not knowing the language. Uh, and the one constant was always my faith. And, I, I just remember like distinctively, like there's moments in my life that I can remember feeling the presence of something uh, divine, something out of this world, something truly sacred. And a lot of it, you know, had to do with early sacraments. You know, I remember my first uh, reconciliation being just an absolute outpouring of grace that just, and my first communion was the same and just, there was something really powerful in all of that that I couldn't explain mm-hmm. and just different moments throughout my life that I just couldn't explain. I could hear the voice of God at different moments in my life. But then I think what I, it's true. Like there were nuggets being planted by my parents, by my family, you know, by people in the community that all of those things at some point just kind of clicked in college. And I said, you know, all of us have to make a choice if we're going to follow Christ or not. I mean, I think we all have to, make a choice. And I remember in college kind of having that discussion with myself and saying, do I want this for myself or not? I mean, it's Mm -hmm. very tempting not to go to church every Sunday and not to, you know, try to be a a disciple and and to just do whatever you want. Um, And I think what brought a lot of comfort to me was reflecting on the fact that even the 12 apostles were all messed up men, just like me. 
I mean, you got a guy that, you know, betrayed him. You got a guy that, you know, abandoned him. You got a guy that, um, you know, didn't believe that he had actually come back. I mean, all these guys were just, you know, messed up. And so the Lord was able to still invite them in and say, you're going to do, you know, the work, like you said, that I'm calling you to, and I want you to be a part of it. And I think that helped me to recognize I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to have it all figured out, be a son uh, of God and, and to be loved by God. And I think those little realizations started to open up my heart and then just being much more intentional later, you know, and I've, I've grown older to just pray more, to read scripture more, to have more discussions, to pray with others, to go to mass, uh, to, to, to not just go to mass, but to be in the mass, to, to, to worship, to sing for the responses, all of that. I just have a desire for more. Um, and I really do think that's, you know, probably some of the signs of renewal, right? And it's transformational, it's life-giving, and I just want that for others. I'm so excited listening to you talk. I can't stop smiling because it's so beautiful because you've become the very, you've become the very thing that you want for others. So it's not an intellectual pursuit. It's yeah. not a behavioral pursuit. It's, it's a becoming pursuit. And, yeah. and so I can only imagine the impact, the leadership impact you have on others because it's so easy to tell you mean what you say. You're living what you're saying. You're engaged in what you're saying. You're pouring yourself out as a living sacrifice you know you're pouring yourself out for a living sacrifice to love and serve others and glorify jesus let's trying trying to trying to most days (laughs) most true (laughs) when i get enough sleep other days uh, it's tough tough. (laughs) fair enough what's your how how is your wife like what is she noticing and what's she experiencing and all this i mean having a baby at home that's strictly yeah Yeah, it's been, I mean, well, uh, it's definitely been a tough couple of years for us. Um, You know, my, uh, uh, my mother-in-law was diagnosed uh, with pancreatic cancer uh, two years ago. And just trying to, you know, this actually has not happened. And I think that's that kind of really forces us to, to, you know, grow up. I mean, we've we've had our fair share of difficulties and challenges, but uh, something about that type of diagnosis uh, really complicates life. And um, you know, over the last couple of years, that was COVID. We had to close a business. Um, having a baby, there's just been a lot of change. Uh, mm. And I remember, you know, I had the opportunity to go to uh, Mayo Clinic uh, when my mother-in-law was first diagnosed. And we were, uh, <laughs> uh, we were waiting for the doctor uh, in the room and everybody was kind of praying. And I, I don't know why, but the thing that came to my mind was just saying, come Holy Spirit, you know, the, the prayer that, from Alpha. And it was quiet. And then everybody started laughing. And I thought there was, Everyone was so tense and, and so afraid. And then just the laughter was actually the gift of the Holy Spirit in that moment. Uh, and as we just continue to pray, you know, what I, we were all kind of praying for different things. And I was asking everyone what we could pray for for them. And, you know, when it got to me, I was like, honestly, like, I just, I want to be able to have my hard heart turn into a soft heart. Mm-hmm. 
And I think it's a journey. You know, there's just many things that uh, I just want to be able to, to just be more empathetic, more sympathetic. It's not the easiest thing for me, but, um, you know, I think in terms of how my wife would maybe see, I, I, I've changed. I think I, you know, we were more intentional. We, 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 we prayed together. We, uh, we did Alpha together. We did the Alpha Marriage Enrichment Course together. We, we, we served together. We try to uh, just live life for the glory of God, I think, in a more intentional way than we would have, you know, before we started uh, being more intentional about faith. So um, I think if anything, it's just once you're faced with challenges and difficulties, I think is when faith gets real because it goes from being a theoretical exercise to it becomes really the way by which you have to move forward and move through and mm -hmm. uh, putting things in the hands of the Lord is, is not easy. Uh, but I don't think, uh, you know, being a, being a, a Catholic, being a, a Christian, being a believer uh, saves you from uh, difficulties, right? And so it take great solace in some of the stories from the Old Testament, the New Testament. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, maybe she would say I'm a, a little more intentional. I'm still on the way, still, still very much on the way, uh, but definitely trying, uh, just trying to be a better model um, in our family for, for what it means to be a uh, uh, faithful uh, Catholic and faithful Christian as well. Wow. Thank you for that. The I see an integration of heart and mind and mm -hmm. soul with you. Like I just see this very intentional, like I say life is complicated. It really mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. And yet Jesus is in the midst of that complication, loving the daylights out of us and the people around us. And, mm -hmm. and, and so, yeah, so thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, there's, that's, that's the, that's the beauty of going deeper, right, is um, the Lord is there in the highest and the lows and in the middles, right? And I think that desire to see that relationship, um, depth of relationship, not just on Sundays, but every day of the week leading to Sunday and coming out of Sunday has just been transformational for me. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that I could, you know, talk about with anyone at any point. Uh, and, and I just see the, the, the beauty um, of the Catholic Church, and, and, and I just want more people to be able to explore it for themselves and mm -hmm. discover what God has for them. Um, and I think that's, you know, an amazing thing that, about renewal, right, is we get an opportunity to, 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 to try new things, um, share things in, in a different way, create opportunities for people to explore. Um, and it's amazing, you know, what, what I'm seeing, what starting to happen in the hearts of so many pastors and, and so many staff members and, and, and parishioners. Um, it's just beginning. I love that. You're, um, I heard it said one time that a person would do well to have three conversions in their lifetime, a conversion <laughs> to Jesus, a conversion to his church mm. and a conversion to his mission. Mm. And, um, and as I hear you and as I listen to you, that, that deeper conversion to Jesus has taken place. You always, you were grown up in the church, but you were thirsting for more and more mm -hmm. has been given to you and, and your relationship with Jesus has become so much more tangible and living faith is in, but then your love for the church, like, 
and, and your commitment mm-hmm. to it. And then your sense of mission and purpose is, I just see an alignment of those three things, which is what gives life purpose and meaning and, mm-hmm. and, and your desire for other people to experience that is yeah. so natural because mm-hmm. you weren't mm-hmm. always like that. That's what's no. so cool. No, no, no. And I think, you know, I, I don't have one of those stories. Um, you know, I was like this before and then I was, and juices is in the middle type of thing. I've just seen a natural progression, you know, deeper along the journey on the path. Um, and I think that's, that's, that's what's so encouraging, right? Is that it's a journey. It, 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 this is all a journey. It, it's all, we're on, all on the way. Um, and we're all in it together. I mean, that's what I love about Catholic church is that it's, it's, it's all of us, you know, it's mm. all of us together. It's, it's, that sense of communion and, and community that's just so um, uh, beautiful um, that just calls us into deeper um, relationship um, that I just love. Amen. I love that. And when I think of Catholic too, I just well, dropped a podcast a couple of weeks ago from our, uh, from Bishop Thomas Dowd. And mm. he said, I'm, I'm not a Catholic. I'm not a bishop to Catholics. I'm a bishop to my people in this mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that's what you're getting at too, is that, yeah. is that, you know, yes, we might worship at the Roman Catholic church and yet our call is to love and serve yes. those around Everything. us. And, yeah. and I think, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's funny you say that one of the things I got in the habit of doing during COVID was um, there's probably six or so churches in the neighborhood that I'm in, you know, maybe within a one or two miles of each other. And I actually, just enjoy walking around the neighborhood and praying um, and, and praying and seeing the church and just praying, obviously, for all the people, you know, in this neighborhood, in this area that don't know the Lord um, and just praying for all the churches. And it's just amazing to just see these churches, you know, start reaching out, engaging more and, and, and themselves just inviting people from the neighborhood that 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 you're, that that's right. That is our, you know, people that we're after. It's our flock. And so. I'm just constantly walking around and, and praying and just hoping that um, they get invited by someone or that they see the signs and that happens all the time. And um, those alpha signs and those banners definitely uh, are helpful, but that personal invitation matters too. So, yeah. you know, I just, I just, to your point, I love walking around the neighborhood and just praying for, for the people of the neighborhood, praying for the people of the city. Um, because I do believe that uh, God is at work in an amazing way. And he's just calling each of us uh, uh, to be part of the work of renewal. I love that. How share, share with me, if you would, like now that you've been doing alpha, doing so many alphas and engage with it online in such yeah. a significant way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Would, would you be able to recount a, a transformed life that, that stands out for you that you just give thanks for? And yeah, absolutely. Um, so in one of the, uh, one of the groups that was last summer, this is, um, it was the first group that I, that I did inviting people that were all out of Chicago. Um, and so I think there was a couple of people, but I said, you know what? I just want to invite my friends. Like I felt I, there's people that I want to read. And so I invited some friends from, you know, a buddy from, I live in California, a friend and her husband who just moved from Chicago to Kansas city. And, um, they invited like, four more people. And so it was like the multiple, so a group was like all these people that sort of knew each other. And it was kind of a fun thing that, you know, you're doing this online and people all over the place. That was just really wonderful. And um, two of the people that came on the course, um, 
were very much not practicing in any way, right? Like they had sort of seen it, one had grown up in it, one hadn't. And, um, you know, at the end of the course, they came every week, which was amazing, first of all. And I think that just shows a desire for people to explore and, and to see. And um, when we were praying for one of them um, and the Holy Spirit night, you know, the sense that I got was uh, that the Lord wants you not to use a, an ice pick, but a sledgehammer to break through the walls that are keeping you from him. And, and she said, that's crazy because I was sort of thinking of myself kind of chipping away, but I'm really feeling the Lord is just like wanting to break apart this wall to come into my life. And if only I say yes. And so um, she's, you know, this girl's not going to church. She's in a small group, like it, it, someone that, you know, her friend would have never expected this to happen. Like because of those experiences we shared together and that encounter, she just decided to say, yeah, like I actually do believe in this stuff. It was awesome. And then the other one, um, again, same group, which just gets, you know, just sort of happens that way. Um, it, it was someone that had probably been a little bit quieter. Um, and that's what I love about Alpha. You just don't know uh, how the Lord is working in people's hearts. And um, at the end of the course, uh, she was the last person to go, you know, when we we're kind of doing the recap of what everybody thought. And she said, you know, it's crazy to say, but I actually think I'm a, I'm a, I believe in all of it. I, I, I really would say that I consider myself a believer. And everyone's like, what? Wait, what just happened? And, and you know, her, the friend who invited her is like jumping up and down. She can't believe it. And, 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 and she's just like, I, I do believe over the last 11 weeks, I've, I've come to the conclusion that it's true. There is a God. God loves so much. He sent the son to die for us. Like, I, I believe this stuff. Um, and, and, you know, they're, you know, starting to go to church, they did some of our, you know, the masses online and things like that to start exploring that. And they're starting to little by little go on the journey and got plugged into some of the courses. And so um, those are just two of, of the stories that I saw. And, and there were just so many others of people that um, because of that experience of discussion and, and encounter were, were, you know, transformed by um, meeting Christ and um, doing so in, in a, in a, in a, environment that was open and non-judgmental um and the important thing is we had next steps for them we were able to invite them into something else to continue growing their faith and discipleship and for them to explore you know the the, the catholic church in more depth as well and so um it's just been amazing to see how god has been at work um in the lives of so many people um and he's just you know i think i heard nikki at the leadership conference the kigambo say this is the greatest evangelization opportunity of our lifetime and i absolutely believe it um so we have no time to wait marco when i work with uh with diocese or i work with parishes and i think about the staff they have yeah. my heart is always I, I i don't think about what we can get from them i think about what we want for them and I want to see people's life transformed if they're working for a diocese, if mm -hmm. they're working for a parish. It's not about, it's the work that we do is always secondary, just like you said, mm -hmm. for what mm -hmm. God wants to do in us. Mm -hmm. And you're a perfect example of exactly what I would hope for anyone who works for the church is that their life might be transformed completely their marriages their mm -hmm. parenthood their relationships with friends their ability to to really live the things that we work for like 
being a professional Christian without having a life transformed to me is nothing short of a tragedy. Mm-hmm. It's nothing short of a tragedy. And so what I'm hearing from you today is it, 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 my heart rejoices. I want to jump up and down. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, and I think that's the amazing thing about faith, right? I mean, it, you know, it doesn't mean it's all, you know, rosy all the time. I mean, it's, it's a journey. There's, there's days and, and there's nights and there's ups and downs, but it's all, you know, I, I think about it as a loop, you know, up and to the right, you know, that it, mm. there's always cycles, there's always seasons, but the constant is, is the Lord and the constant is um, just that desire for, for more. Um, mm. That was one of the things um, I, I did a, another alpha group with, with um, men from, from the parish and then we did another course together. And that was one of the things we walked away with over, you know, after six months of being together was, you know, the Lord is at, you know, we were asking ourselves, what do we want? You know, what is it that we really want? You know, as, 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 as men, as, as, as husbands, as fathers, as, as leaders. And everyone kind of said, we just, we want more of him. Um, and I think that's just something that stuck with me is that is the answer more deeper, uh, further. We'll never be able to fully understand. I just want more, whatever that is. Um, of the Lord. And I don't know. It's, it's weird to say that because three years ago, I would have never said that. I'm like, I just want my thing to be like this and leave it like this so that I don't bother anyone and no one bothers me. Now I'm like, no, 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 I'm not. Let's, let's see what we can do here. Um, and let's just see how we can, you know, impact lives in many ways yeah. uh, through God. The abundance of God. So just maybe as we wrap up, What's your hope and dream for Chicago in the next three years? Hmm. I mean, I think, you know, I think my hope and dream is that, um, that the momentum continues. I think there's, there are so many amazing people in this archdiocese. I mean, there's just some amazing pastors. We've got amazing you know, bishops. We've got amazing uh, people on the pastoral team, amazing leaders, and amazing you know, uh, Catholics. And I just, my dream is for our parishes to continue on the journey. You know, we've got an awesome, well, I think it's an awesome vision for renewal and awesome strategies and and support to help parishes along the way. I just want that momentum to continue for the parishes that are on the way, some of which you know, and you've had an opportunity to work with, to just continue to grow and continue to foster leadership, discipleship, and, and encounter, and for them to be able to show and model to others what it's like. And I just, you know, want more and more people to uh, just be on fire for, for the mission and, and um, make themselves a little uncomfortable to be able to grow. I think that's one of the things that I've learned is we need to step out of our comfort zones a little bit. Um, and that's okay to extend that invitation or have that conversation. So my, my prayer is that um, the momentum continue, that it start to really just you know, to take hold more and more like it already has. Um, and just to see, you know, a multiplication of disciples, a multiplication of communities of disciples, a multiplication of, of just stories of witness all across the city. What a and beautiful it, vision. Yeah. Sorry. That was, I, I think it's, it's very doable. We just got to, you know, I remember, Father James, so we don't have a, a God-sized vision and we don't expect the Holy Spirit to show up. Then why are we dreaming that? So for the first time in my life, which is the best thing about working for the churches, I can put stuff on a slide and put a big caveat, you know, 
let's keep praying to the Holy Spirit. That's the way it's going to work. Uh, so yeah. It takes all the pressure off of you, but he uses your your collaboration, your gifts, your skills, and he just invites you to co-create something amazing with him. That is wonderful. Well, my friend, thanks so much for taking the time today. I think it'll be a a wonderful encouragement to the people listening in different parts. If if people want to check in and see some of the work that you guys are doing, what where could they plug in and just kind of get a sense of what's happening? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So we have a a website. I believe if I remember, it's uh, Renew My Church, uh, uh, RenewMyChurch.org is where a lot of information is. Obviously, the Archdiocesan website um, has a lot of information. Um, we're constantly uh, providing new resources, materials. So, um, you know, whatever we can do to pass along what we're learning, we'd, we'd love to share. So, Wonderful. Yeah. Are you heading down to the Alpha Conference in January? Yeah, I am. I will I- be there. I hope um, to be there too. So we'll have to spend some time praying together. Yeah, yeah. We had, uh, I think our goal this year will be to bring an even bigger group than we did last year. I think we had a big picture, you know, we couldn't even fit everybody on the picture. So uh, that we're trying to do this time as well. Keep up the great work, work, Marco. And thank you so much for everything you're doing. Yeah, thank you, Ron. So glad to be a part of it. And thank you for the invitation. Renewal starts within. When we do leadership well, we get transformed, often more than the people we thought we were called to serve. I hope you get to experience that in your leadership. Make this your best leadership year yet. I want to encourage you, as you lead this week, be faithful to God and generous to others. See you next time, and remember, if you're still breathing, you are powered for impact.